Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the Too Beautiful to Live radio show slash podcast. On Saturday mornings, we have a guest on to talk about their relationship with TBTL, play their favorite segment, and hash it over. You just got that one with Robin Degrassi, James After Dark. But now it's Monday. And so here comes a full recap of last week's shows to tide you over until the fresh TBTL starts to come out of the oven later. I am Mike Frizzell, a.k.a. Jail Dude, and I can't do this show all by myself. So nearby, probably trying to find more unflattering pictures of me on the Internet, is senior producer Jeremy Holmes. And as usual, I'm joined on the air by the most perfect 10 I know, Christy. Hello, nice lady. (laughs) Hello, Jail Dude. (laughs) As promised, everyone, joining us permanently for the recap show is producer-engineer Bobby Pate. Bobby! Hey, guys. I'm still waiting for my official nickname from Stubot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to get him on that for sure. Um, So, Bobby, you are in Everett, Washington this morning. How, how do we find you this, this fine morning? Are you, are you in, in good shape? I'm getting warmer by the minute. <laughs> it's hot in here already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe yeah. it was a record high temperature yesterday in Seattle. And uh-huh. I believe that we're going to take a run at today's record. And I have left the comfy confines of the over-air-conditioned, moderately-priced hotel room I'm staying in this weekend to join mm-hmm. Christy and Jeremy up here in Everett. And I'm already regretting it. Yeah. It, it, everyone regrets coming to Everett. Um, at 8 a.m. <laughs> this morning, I said, Jeremy, it's 80 in here already. So oh, that, no. we're going to try to get this done quick and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, let me, uh, run through the list of what we're doing today. Um, of course, we have, uh, Christie's Corner where we will find out what happened at, uh, the party at Will's yesterday. Hey, we have our LRB business, a lot to get through. And of course, the week in review, including a clip of the week, we'll tell you how to get involved. And Christie has a little housekeeping to do tonight. But, uh, let's get to this. I mean, Pape uh, later on today is going to be at the Savage Moose entertaining. Um, what, uh, sounds to me like it's going to be a lot of ladies. Um, so good luck with that. Pip. It's, it's going to be a small plate soiree. <laughs> yeah. We, we, uh, I couldn't remember the name last night and I, it was, we decided it was moose knuckle. So yes. everyone come down to the moose knuckle for small plates. I think it's taken me at least two months to be able to recall the name of that place. And I've been there. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was, it was a thoroughly mediocre and depressing experience when we were there, Mike. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Come on. It was good company. Oh, it'll be great. Yes. No. Great bartender. It wasn't the surgery nurse, though. I'm hoping that we get her this time. Oh, me too. I have an ingrown toenail I'm battling with, so. (laughs) So much more awkward sitting here in person with Christy. (laughs) Some special tiny instruments for the bartender. Bring bring a little surgery kit. (laughs) All right. So uh, yesterday, um, the biggest jerk I know, Will... He selfishly had a party at his house um, and just, you know, just to show off his cool house and his he's by the lake and all that. I mean, cool. what a jerk. But <laughs> you guys took advantage. Tell me all about it. I think we decided we're not supposed to talk about it. Oh, really? Just like Vegas. Oh, really? So, so things <laughs> happened there. There was... Okay, his house is amazing, first of all. The lake is great. It's warm. He has lots of toys. He has a giant island with a, I think they call it a blob, but it has a slide, a, a trampoline onto this big thing that looks like a 
I don't, what does that look like? Yeah, I have no idea what it is, but um, it's a lot of fun to climb on it and fall off it. And there's evidence of that on Facebook yeah. now. There's yeah. one yeah, point Jeremy that. and Pape went down the slide together at the same time. And I said, that's what my sex dreams are made of. We had an intimate <laughs> moment. It was special. <laughs> I'd have some alone time after that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's there was Chex Mix, exotic meat. Uh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. We had a little Chex Mix uh, battle royale between DJ's yes. recipes and my family secret recipe, and I think it was a draw. I voted for I voted for Pape. In a sad turn but of events for DJ, he was very crushed. <laughs> anyone could get my vote if they just take those awful rye chips out of there. I will vote for that Chex Mix in a second. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is that Will only throws parties on nights when there's no moon, and he reminds you all day that it will be very dark later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And your clothes That's, need uh, to come off. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah, it's getting a little too sexy. We should probably get off of this. <laughs> Jen would not approve. <laughs> no, definitely. Well, I'm really sorry I wasn't there, and I, I was getting all kinds of messages from you guys, and I knew when the messages stopped, that's when... You guys are actually having fun. And <laughs> that's that's where my feelings got a little bit hurt is when I wasn't hearing anything anymore. It's like, oh, yes, people are capable of having fun without you, Clip Clop. And they're doing just that right now. I think it was more we needed the phones to be away from us because water was getting up oh, onto yeah. the shore too much. Uh, that's, yes, that's some of us went out true. on a little boat and nearly never made it back. <laughs> hmm. It only turned left. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had two pilots on board, and they couldn't figure out how to use the rudder. Oh, no. It's not the biggest lake, so I I, I don't think the... They could have swam back, for sure. Yeah, I think I think you guys could have made it back. I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's not Lake Washington, exactly. Right. Um, we have some uh, business this week, some business we probably should have taken care of last week, just to defend the honor of one of our... Listeners and one of our guests, friend of the show, Lauren Castelli, she called into my, for my birthday show, called in at the request of Christy to leave a very sweet message. And, and she just, she sounded a little tipsy and people made comments about it and she felt terrible about it because she wasn't. So I guess she was driving home and she was tired and she was just slurring her speech a little bit. But, um, here's what Lauren had to say. Hey, LRB. This is listener Lauren. I just thought I needed to call you and defend myself. Not drunk when I left that voicemail from Mike on his birthday edition because I was definitely not drunk. I was driving home from work, 6.30, kind of rush hour still here in Jacksonville, Florida, totally sober, but evidently my brain works exactly the same way as if I've drunk an entire gallon or whatever, I don't know what the large size is, a vodka or whatever, whiskey, I don't even know. Anyway, I wanted to just state for the record that no, I was not day drinking or night drinking. I was not drinking at all. I don't know why I sounded so drunk on the air. I really hope I don't sound like that all the time when I talk to people because they probably think there's something wrong with me and there might be an intervention at my house which will reveal me cleaning on a Friday night and not getting drunk. So um, all that to say, happy birthday, Mike, <laughs> because it's really all about me, isn't it? No, it's all about Mike. And um, 
my message was very heartfelt. If a little slurred and slow, um, I meant every word of it, and I just wanted to reiterate how much I love all you guys, Mike, you especially, listening back to your wedding tonight, um, just brought me back to that time, and I was crying the whole episode, and you've really just been a seminal figure on TVDL. So thanks, everybody, for this opportunity to come on and voice my sobriety. Um, that's not to say that I don't get a little T&E every now and then, and let me tell you, Next time I'm drunk, I'm calling back in, and we can compare. This is Lauren Sober. That the other day was Lauren Sober, too, I guess. But um, Lauren Drunk, forthcoming. So get excited about that. That's why I defend myself. Happy birthday again, Mike. Love you, Jeremy, and Bobby, and Christy, and, of course, Jen. And for everything and anything, I'm sorry, Aiden. See, she sounded sober there, but she was being conscious of it, you know, I, I feel bad that we painted her with that brush because she had that moment. Um, I think it was like the thousandth show where she got a little too drunk and was on the phone and <laughs> was on TVTL. And so she has a little, you know, there's a little shame in her history that, that we don't want to, we don't want to make that worse. So. What you're saying is we don't want to typecast her as someone who gets emotional and slurs her speech when she's drunk. She also gets emotional and slurs her speech. All sorts of other times. (laughs) Yeah. If you just always sound drunk, then you can get away with more stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lauren, yeah, we're, we're sorry we, we smeared your name and we love you and I'm glad we got a chance to play that. Sorry we didn't do it last week, but the other voicemail we have is from Corey and, uh, Corey just has a pretty basic question for us. So let's play that one. Hey, Mike and Christy, this is Corey in Massachusetts. Uh, hey, thanks for picking me for one of the uh, contest winners. But um, I thought I had a, a pretty good idea for a meta voicemail uh, after listening to this past Saturday's episode. Um, I always have the really strong impulse to give Luke and Andrew a call and leave a voicemail when they ask for the voicemail, you know, for you to call up and leave them a voicemail. But I find myself thinking about, you know, two hours into my day uh, about what exactly to leave them, and I never know what would be entertaining enough. So I was curious if you guys knew or had any insight on what they're looking for and, like, what is entertaining radio. I guess that's it. Have a good one. So what do you guys think? I mean, we all have a history of, like, writing into the show, calling into the show, all this stuff. Um, And, you know, obviously some stuff gets on the air, some doesn't. Some is intended to get on the air and some isn't. Um, What advice would you give? It, that's really difficult because you have to kind of, you, you write in, I mean, because we've all done it, right? And how many times mm-hmm. has your stuff actually gotten the percentage? I would say one in 10 of my, my things have gotten either a response or, or read on the air. I would, there's some topics where they're going to revisit again. And then there's some topics they're never going to discuss again. So if you talk about something that, they they discuss on the show and they just decide that they're not never going to talk about it again. They're not going to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something coming up, of oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's a future thing that they're going to discuss or something that you know of. I I don't know. It's difficult. It's you have to get into Luke's brain and no one can do that. Right. I mean, I think that there are some things that are generally advisable, not just for TBTL, but in general, any podcast or any radio show or anything like that. Um, 
I used to do, you know, letters to the editor when I was in the journalism world and sort of picking which letters to run. And thoughts are, can you bring something to the table? Like, do you have a unique perspective on something? Is there a topic mm -hmm. that's in your wheelhouse in your career or in your like legit hobby? Do you have a perspective? You know, if you just have an opinion, that's fine. But lots of people have opinions. If you right. actually are personally involved or committed or, or somehow impacted by a conversation or a topic, then, you know, that insight's a little more special. Mm -hmm. And I think that certainly helps. Even then, though, you're up against the whimsy of who's <laughs> checking the emails and the voicemails right. or has anyone even remembered to check the voicemails for TBTL because they go through months where they don't. And, you know, you can't get your hopes up and wait because uh, you just have to release desire. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's uh, things have gotten better since Andrew is full time. Uh, on salary. I mean, he's, he's getting back to people really quickly. Yeah. Um, no change on Luke's behalf. He's going to be Luke until the day he dies. So, um, yeah, of course, release desire on that. And I agree with everything you guys are saying. I just want to add one thing. And this is the thing I think that, um, made Jeremy's letter get on right away. Uh, if you are speaking from the heart, um, it comes okay. across. So, um, yeah, you can have an opinion, like Bobby said, you can have an opinion on something, you can even have a strong opinion on something, but if, if it's something personal to you and something that, that you have a unique perspective on and you're speaking from the heart, that's gonna make more compelling, make a more compelling email and possibly more compelling radio for them. So. Guys, we can review. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Uh, Luke was, I think he was on fire this week. Actually, this is the be the funniest week of Luke that I can remember in a long time. Um, and I don't know if it's because he was delirious from a juice fast, cause <laughs> that's, because I know when I'm, when I'm extremely tired, I'm actually pretty damn funny. Like so punchy. I'm never tired when we do this show, which sucks, but that um, explains why you're never funny, Mike. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, He's on a juice fast because he's over two bills. Let's just lay that out there. Yeah, we we can read that. Apparently, I should have been on a juice fast for the last eight years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have about three more weeks of juice fasting before before I can get get under three two bills. But mm -hmm. I think I think I might get hospitalized if if I lose that much weight. So, um, what what do you guys say? Does he have to do every last? thing that comes down the pipe is there anything that he won't do is there any fad any no and him, he won't try him only sticking to these fad diets for a week at a time nothing's <laughs> ever gonna work if he sticks to one thing forever it will work yeah that's the point he needs to go back yeah. to the pickle and turkey <laughs> <laughs> right and if, right if i use the lunch meat as the wrap <laughs> Uh, hey. I always just wondered how he didn't have crazy heartburn issues when he was eating nothing but pickles and black coffee all day. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah, he must have a, a great constitution because that's what I thought of too. Is like if I drink coffee and don't eat anything substantial, yeah, it's bad news. I haven't it's checked, but news. are there carbs in Rolaids? <laughs> uh, if how there are, I've been, I've been loading up for a while. Yeah. How many calories in some Tums? Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, this, this is one I wanted to talk about. 
he tried to unsubscribe from the New York Times <laughs> and was reading the frequently asked questions from <laughs> the, the octogenarians. <laughs> This is how, a great... how do I read the Times without having a copy of the Times? <laughs> well, get a copy of the Times. Right. How do I get the exact newspaper, but actually in paper form, delivered to my house every day? <laughs> well, we have a button for that. What we don't have a button for is to unsubscribe. And this this put me in the mind of something that that I've been talking about with a friend of mine for a long time. And um, this is an issue of water fountains. Well, there are very few really, really good water fountains, like really cold, strong stream water fountains. And you, you never find them, or I'm sure there are exceptions, but I never find them in places where, um, where drinks are sold. Like you go to a stadium, uh, and, and water's like four, five, six dollars. And you go, oh, fuck that. I'm going to, Go to the water fountain and then you go to the water fountain and the water's 79 degrees and it's coming out just a quarter <laughs> of an inch out of the thing. And, and you're just like, God damn it. Because Safeco feel, let me just say Safeco feels a lovely place. And I know everything there is top notch. And I know that the reason the water fountains aren't top notch is it's monetary. So I liken the, the lack of good water fountains in places where drinks are being sold to lack of being able to unsubscribe from a fucking publication or anything you want to unsubscribe from because it's just a flat out conscious money grab on their part or in their case, I guess, uh, conservation of their, their revenue stream. Well, yeah, this is just like there are no clocks on the floor in a casino mm -hmm. and there are no windows and you're not supposed to know what time it is or how long you've been there. This is yeah, why they, they don't want, they don't want you say, Oh, I got to go. Oh, Hey, look at the right. time. I got to get out of here and stop losing all my money. Right. And we've all been sucked into automatic renewals on things, which is, you know, newspaper memberships, gym memberships, all of that shit. Right. Or try to find the uh, direct phone number for Comcast or, um, your cell phone provider. They hide it <laughs> right. deep because right. they don't want people to call in. They want you to right. go to the website and read those frequently asked questions that no one's ever asked in the history of ever. <laughs> that reminds me that we should get on this. I think we need a fax page for Little Red Bandwagon. Sure. Just question. I really love TBTL and I'm looking for more content about it. Where do you suggest? <laughs> I, I've heard that Wet Hot American Summer is coming out on Netflix. Here's Where can I find the trailer? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I would say that people should go join the the TBTL is What Hot American Summer prequel trailers Facebook group, but I believe it's currently set to secret. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Only we get those updates. Um, Lucky us. So oh, actually, uh, the Harper uh, Lee I, book comes out. Anyone care about that? No. I do. I got it. I have it. To Kill you a have Mockingbird. It? Yep. To Kill a Mockingbird is my favorite book. Of all times, uh -huh. I still have my copy from junior high. I can see Bobby rolling, rolling his eyes in person today. Normally we have the video <laughs> off and I can't see, but, um, I bought it. I, but I just want to have the caveat that I 100% agree with Andrew. It was a draft. The caretaker is 100% taking advantage of, of, um, Harper Lee, but I just, I want to know. And I also agree with Luke that this is an interesting, and more realistic story of him turning into an old racist living in this town where he's probably lost all hope. I haven't read it yet. I'm rereading To Kill a Mockingbird to get 
a background. We gotta get the whole story arc. This yeah. is why people go back and watch the first three Star Wars. Right. Exactly. So people I'm excited. I almost became, ups. I went to, I was pre-law in college um, with an intent to go to Gonzaga for law school because of, of Atticus Finch. So mm-hmm. I, I'm one of those. I didn't actually go because I'm too cheap. But um, yeah, so I'm excited about it and I'll read it. You've been spared the pain of naming your child Atticus. Now you'll know yes. better. Yeah, my friend's uh, stepson has named it, and he's half black. So I said, "But that's great." Hmm. <laughs> and he lives yeah, in the south. That makes it. That really spices it up there. Uh, so I, you know, we all hear. I mean, I haven't read it either, but we all hear that Atticus Finch in the book turns out to be a racist. But what really surprised me is another thing that I heard was uh that uh, Boo Radley takes his dick out and oh. I don't think that's okay. I he was a hero to me and now he's in the in the sequel <laughs> taking his schlong out. I put it away, Boo. I'll let you know if they that really happened. This was all a play for the movie rights. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um what else we got? Uh the minion songs in the happy meals. I yeah, I thought I thought they were all pretty innocent, but yeah, that that ha ha ha, it really hit the third H too hard, and mm-hmm. it really sounded exactly like what the fuck to me. Well, what I say what the fuck about sorry, Aiden is parents this parent caring so much that they had to make a video about it and yeah. complain. If you don't like it. Don't well. First of all, don't be giving your kids McDonald's. That's where you went wrong first. But yeah, g- just stop. If you don't like the toy, then don't yeah. get it for him. Throw it away. Well, Bruce sort of did a parody of it, uh, and it was really funny. What, did, Bobby? What did the the what did the minion say when Bruce smacked it in the head? I I don't know that I can do the sound justice, <laughs> but it did sound familiar. <laughs> It sounded like uh, a certain podcaster we know when he gets a little verklempt. Yeah. Yeah. I would suggest, I was actually just looking for that video that Bruce and Lake Stevens posted to the Stens page, but I cannot find it to save my life. Because there there have been about 300 news articles posted since then. (laughs) 300 photos. I'm just trying to get your goat now. That doesn't sound like the Stens page I know about. It. it should be pretty easy <laughs> to find some original funny content that a 10 did and posted. It it should be right up near the top because I'm sure there aren't a lot of just kind of personal one-off things <laughs> that people posted instead of on their own personal pages. I'm sure that's not happening. Um, the dolls. Uh, the dolls. Are, the dolls. Are, the pictures are just, they're coming in fast and furious. Some of them are amazing. Um, when they come with a story, that's the best part. Like mm-hmm. Phyllis telling her story about yeah. about her her son and her treatment of Bobo and Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can talk about that on Friday, but this Monday was really when the doll picture started to cascade. Uh, through the stents page, and the, um, yeah, I want to say good job to most people on that. Really good job on that. The uncanny valley um, of the dolls. I I would like, to, as an admin of the Stens page, I would like to put a limit of two photos per oh. person per day. If you okay. have a funny idea for a pose for the dolls, wait till tomorrow. We got it. 
That's right. Take it and then just wait to release it. But it also is people are kind of racing because there's only going to be a certain amount of things that can be done with these dolls. Right. So all it feels that everyone's trying to throw all their jokes to the wall and see which ones stick. Yeah, that's what Twitter is yeah. for. Maybe we need a new stents page. TBTL oh is doll posers. Whoever no. makes that is no, my no, hero. No, no, no. That's going to get out of hand no. quickly. I'm already generally uncomfortable with the, the sexification amount? of these dolls. <laughs> <laughs> is it bad that well, the first thing I... I did is take Andrew's clothes off? <sighs> Man, I wish she had put them back on because I'm sitting in her living room. <laughs> well, it's hot. And, it, you is, know, it is hot. hot. Could, you, could you dress him in some belted cutoff khakis? <laughs> He is actually standing under a ceiling fan just this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. So Tuesday now, 1903, late stage Zumanity. Andrew is in a park for some reason. Does anyone know why he went out to the park for Tuesday's show? He was waiting for his car. Except he wasn't because he thought he was going to be waiting for his car, but it was already done. So uh-huh. he was just jealous of Luke's road trip. But also what's good about this is that now he's not freaked out. About and we don't have to hear about the sounds of his house interrupting recording because he realized that the park noise didn't come through, so now he's okay. Yeah, because I mean he's constantly worried about the that stuff at his house, but I don't know a single person who's ever heard anything (laughs) come over his mic, but his voice, anything, like one tiny thing, nothing. Have you guys? No, no. and even if it did, you know, it's radio. That's part of your environment. Background noise is not, you know, we know they're not in studio. That's not what we're going yeah. to them for. Right. Well, I can't believe there's a helicopter over Andrew's house. He's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean. He lives in L.A. What, there's a, Why would there be there's a, a helicopter, helicopter over your house? Yeah. There's a there's a helicopter over your house. It's okay, dude. <laughs> Just, you know, how many uh, times Luke had an office where we heard ferry boat horns yeah <laughs> right right that old uh that old stone building or whatever you could hear every damn thing in there right. no big deal andrew let's relax go to the park every day if you want to lose your shoes um the earthquake story this was a huge story in the northwest this week uh it was, i think it was the was it the new york times um it was or the new yorker put out a story that talked about how the next major earthquake, which is we all know is mm-hmm. going to happen in the Northwest um, sometime soon, maybe, but the the extent of damage that is going to happen, that uh, it will cause a tsunami, which will just pretty much take out everything for so many miles inland. Um, Christy, where were you when the Nisqually quake hit in, uh, it was 2001, right? I was in Bellingham. So we felt it up there, um, but it wasn't anything. It wasn't a big deal. I'm deathly afraid of earthquakes. I have been since I was a little kid when we didn't even have earthquakes because I lived in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But about this, I'm. if it happens, it happens. I'm not going to be crazy doomsday, have an earthquake kit in every that I carry with me at all times. I don't know. Well, Maybe it's a good I'm, thing that I, you weren't deathly afraid of corn. <laughs> I was afraid of children of the corn, though. I wasn't even afraid of tornadoes, but I would have 
dreams about this earthquake. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I should care a little bit more. Maybe I should have some kind of escape plan. I just know that it looks like in that picture, all the rich people are going to be gone, right? So maybe I'll just loot yeah, the houses, yeah. get a boat and loot the houses. Hurricane Katrina style. Yeah. I was thinking sweat and mad It's style. important to have goals. Good good job, Christy. I, I see you planning your, doing your doomsday I'm watching, planning just I'm to steal from people. Turn from yeah, here. I'm going straight to Mercer Island is what I'm doing. Mike, where were you living sure. when that happened? I've never experienced an earthquake. I've never lived anywhere where it's been an issue. Um, I was, uh, I was living in, um, Tukwila and also wor- working in Tukwila, uh, the corporate office for the, uh, restaurant company, restaurant management company I was working for. Uh, it was a third, three story building and we were on, we were on the third floor in a conference room. It was a, uh, manager's meeting and I was sitting next to a woman named Margaret. She was the manager of our Maple Valley, uh, Papa John's restaurant and lovely woman, nice woman. And she was drinking a Dr. Pepper. But Mike, what was she wearing? She was wearing her, her uniform, her, her Papa John's uniform. Good. Um, I, I was not, I was, I was wearing, I was out of Papa John's uniform. I was in like some corporate. How much of that garlic butter sauce was around? Did you guys just sit and eat that in the meetings? Okay. No, 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 no. We're not allowed. To, it's like drug dealing. We're not allowed to oh, right, right. to use the garlic butter because right. things spiral pretty quickly. So I'm sitting next to Margaret. It's a gateway condiment. Not, mm-hmm. We're doing. Oh, there's some break in the meeting, and I'm just chatting with her. And the earthquake starts, and I I look up, and the sprinkler heads are cutting through the acoustic tiles on the ceiling, just going back and forth and cutting through it. And so it's like starting to kind of snow from that. And we all, um, climb under the tables. The tables were pretty sturdy, but the, then the shaking got even worse. And Margaret's Dr. Pepper that was on the table spilled and it was coming through the, <laughs> the crack in the table and onto my neck. And I'm looking at Margaret and, and I said, uh, well, this might be it. <laughs> and she says, I hope not. And, and I just held her hand and it just went on like for 15 or 20 seconds. And since we were on the top of this relatively new building, it's built to withstand an earthquake by which, uh, I mean, it actually shakes even more mm-hmm. than the it's earthquake. Worse. Like, yeah, cause it, you, they build them on this base where there's it's like a giant slinky, right? The, like, yeah. a, like spring. So the top of the, 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 the bottom of the building is shaking just like every, the ground around it. The, mm-hmm. the, the second floor is shaking even more and the third floor is just really rocking. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, we made it through. So I it, was in it the- ended and everything was on the floor and it was a big project to clean up. But, uh, I don't know. I'm like you, Christy. I don't, I'm not worried about it. I don't think about it, but you know, in the moment I was like, well, I guess, uh, me and Margaret are going into the, into eternity together. <laughs> Yeah, you probably shouldn't have taken your penis out at that time. That could well, be an HR violation. <laughs> after about ten seconds, I was sure we were dying. Right. So I thought, let's give it. Drink a, let's all give the this garlic a try. butter. Get your penis out. That's what happens. And yeah. all that ended with was yeah. a mess and a dry cleaning bill. <laughs> <laughs> I was yep. uh, my last job. I was on the forty third floor of a building that was one of the first in Seattle to be earthquake proof, and 
in high mm-hmm. winds that thing would sway. It it could it could move three feet in either direction, and I would actually get motion sick and on windy days and have yeah. to go downstairs. So I know exactly what that's like. Yeah, I can imagine if you're on the forty third floor of a building like yeah. that, that earthquake had to be it was cra- freaking yeah. crazy. Like, so that that's the what's bad about earthquakes is that with tornadoes you can see them coming. Tsunamis, I mean, a little bit, right? At least an alarm goes off. All the other mm-hmm. natural disasters you can see coming or you have some kind yeah. of warning. Earthquakes just hit. There's no warning. There's no earthquake season as much as people like to tell you there is. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, earthquake just, season. Oh, yeah. Have you never heard that? No. Oh, yeah. There's always, oh, no. we're due for one. They usually happen in the summer. There's all, all the theories of when That's it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> It usually happens when one plate uh, is being <laughs> exactly when the plates forced under move. another plate. Yeah, could happen on Christmas, guys. I'm just saying it. Right? They don't care. No. Uh, let's see. Andrew uh, tried to get himself another uh, nickname: Sex Act or Deep Beard. I don't know. I made this <laughs> note, but I don't remember this at all. <laughs> The face hiders coming back too. That should be the song of the summer. I took a quick poll at Will's house. We all hate some uh, song of the summer exactly the same, but we all want beard hide face hider to be in at least in the vote. It's an earworm for sure. Yeah. And actually, wait a minute. I didn't agree to that. I agree to the song choice. I don't hate song of the summer. I think I'm the one person in this crew who doesn't. Um, I hate a lot of the music that comes out of Song of the Summer, but I also like some of it. And yeah. I feel like Song of the Summer is a chance for tastemakers among the tens to guide the rest of the crew. So you just have to remember that it's a tool and it has to be used wisely. And we can slowly move people away from the terrible songs and towards some good ones. So this well, is a chance to do some good. This is charity time. So I'll say that I don't hate it for the reason Mike does because I don't hate music as much as him and i do like what comes out of it i learn a lot of music what i hate is the this year they've pretty much solved it the constant talking about it deciding what the rules are for it the back and forth like oh this and this and it it just takes up so much of the show that during song of the summer if you fast forwarded through all that talk you'd probably have about 15 minutes a day of actual tbtl talk that's not song of the summer so hopefully they've solved that i think bringing on david burbank is a was a huge win for all of us and keeping Mm -hmm. it all on track so we'll see well bobby let's give you a forum here then since you do like song of the summer what is your song of the summer no 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 i don't want to tip the scales face hider he decided face hider still what i will say Uh, is that i i inappropriately submitted multiple song of the summer uh nominees like I, you were I, naked in photos with the song written on it wow that's the that, if you want your email read on the air <laughs> write it on your body and send the picture <laughs> to andrew at tbtl.net <laughs> please do that someone <laughs> see i do that i do that to luke i, I need to start sending those to andrew because oh i think never so. looks at yeah the problem my is naked that email at any given time, Luke has either lost or broken his cell phone, so he's looking through broken glass, and everything's a little blurry. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know which boat he left it on. Right. right. <laughs> so many boats. Uh, yeah, I, was, I won't. I I won't do that. But I had suggested that as uh, we go through the knockout rounds for Song of the Summer, that we do what the 
morning TV shows always do after shows like The Bachelor, where we'll have mm-hmm. on the song that was voted off and we'll talk to them about their experience. So uh, maybe that'll be something that I curate for us in coming weeks where we talk about the songs as they're as they're thrown out of the contest. And okay. I'll, You're I'll hired help. for that. Excellent, because I don't have any earthquake stories. <laughs> Maybe I'll have one <laughs> while you're here. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Christy. <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't happen on, on Sundays. Not it's Sundays. Not, not nope. when Pape's in town. No, nope. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that just, it's not in the thing. So Susie, she gets on the air on Tuesday to report on her attempt on the cruise to swindle Chuck Swindle. And it sounded like she, it sounded like she pretty much executed her plan on the yes. cruise. She got pretty much everything she wanted, right? I like her style. I'll have to say. Yeah, she doesn't take no for an answer. Uh, she found a workaround. It wasn't the most ideal option, but she made it work for her. And I think that's the Burbank And she way. didn't have to stay in a stuffy conference room. I think they won on that. Mm-hmm. Well, Luke, uh, Luke rebelled against his mom's cheapness, but he is steeped in her entitledness. Steeped <laughs> in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Oh. And speak, speaking of that, speaking of, of, of Luke's entitledness, um, Emily had a, had a theory about Luke's road trip. Why he, um, chose to not keep trying to get a, get okay. a, get it on an airplane. Interesting. You know, why, this is the why first he, I'm hearing of this. <laughs> why? Why he chose to not make a real effort to fly home when everybody seemed to know that he could have easily gotten that accomplished. Not easily, but he could have gotten that accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, why he chose to drive home from, I think Buffalo was where he rented the car, right? Correct. Okay. So he and Carrie right now are more or less homeless. I mean, they have several boats, let's face it, but <laughs> those aren't homes. Who knows? I mean, Carrie's staying somewhere and, and Luke's on the road. I assume that she's trying to make arrangements for them to move in to a new house somewhere in the Northwest. So, um, Emily tells stories about her ex-husband and she, he's a, he was what they call a lamb, which is a lazy ass motherfucker. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, he, is one of those guys who, if you're doing some project, like you're, you're, uh, like Emily's brother is at the lake and he's moving, um, bags of cement or something, um, the ex would just walk up right as the last bag was being moved, you know, and say, Hey, can I help you out here? Or he's the kind of guy who would, uh, tighten a screw in a closet or something and then want to get credit for like having done a home repair. Um, she, Emily says, that if he had ever unloaded the dishwasher, they'd probably still be married. Okay. So mm-hmm. she's identified Luke as a lazy ass motherfucker. And she thinks that he stayed out on the road all week because Carrie was, she's, she's doing all this work to get into a new house and he's trying to get out of as much of it as he can. Interesting. I feel like there would have been easier ways for him to do that. I mean, I guess with a road trip, he didn't have to invent any excuse to not be around. He just, you know, it literally takes that long to drive across the country. So that's the excuse. Yeah. And what he, he didn't have to come back. And 
I'm sure none of you have ever lied about where you were for an afternoon. <laughs> but sometimes when you say something like that, then you've got to follow through. So if you're like, oh, I was out shopping all afternoon. It's like, okay, well, where's all the stuff that you bought? <laughs> you know, you right. get caught pretty easily. I just thought to myself, he could have said, oh, CBS needs me to stay out here for a few days. Yeah, the lie could have been different. Oh, yeah. Well, also, yeah. conversely, I'm going to say from someone who was also married to a lamb, um, she might have wanted him away. Oh, just go ahead. Why don't uh, you go on a road trip? There's no way an airline's <laughs> going to let you on so that she can pick the house that she wants. She can get it done, even if that's actually oh. what's happening, or she can hang out with yeah. her friends and not have the lamb around juicing. Or she can have time to withdraw all the money from the accounts and make her clean break and get as yes. far away from this as possible. <laughs> see, see, you guys are taking it to a much darker place. I, I think, I think Luke is, is a lazy ass motherfucker. A lot of us are. Um, but I think Carrie still really likes him. And I think she likes and, him. Yeah. I Bobby, think she, but yeah. I like, I'm going with Bobby's theory. She's cleaning out the accounts <laughs> and running away with, uh, shirtless Andy Haynes. Oh, Google it oh, for goodness. details. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well actually, actually, just go to uh, robertpape.com. Oh, that's a good point. I'll just put a... the link up. That's way easier for everyone. Yeah, Robert, uh, I Robert had never Pape. looked at, at Robert Pape's website until last night. That's right. It came up around it the was, It was the pretty camera. good. Yeah. Everyone should go. I, uh, I can't believe I waited this long. What do you think I've been doing all this time when I wasn't taping regularly on LRB? Um, we all had our theories about this road trip, and we were sort of batting them around over the last week or so. And mine, very succinctly, as I've said to others, uh, Luke is just going through his midlife crisis, which I think is unfortunate because I think he's grossly overestimated his life. <laughs> this should have happened like a decade ago. <laughs> well, he had a kid at 16, so he's kind of, he, maybe 30 was his midlife crisis. Right. He's about mm. nine years late. <laughs> Though I'll give him credit for trying. If he thinks he's halfway and only halfway, good for him, I guess. So, but he's not the Corvette type. He he's into the boats. He's just collecting right. boats, collecting right. boats as we do. One for every uh, TBTLathon, it seems. <laughs> um, you're terrible. You, people already think this, and you're. <laughs> I'm you kidding. Lay it on. I am totally <laughs> kidding. What Luke does with his money is Luke's business. He makes he makes money entertaining, and that's right. his money. So. So he can get all the boats he wants. That's that's fine. Um, do you guys have anything else for Tuesday? No, I think nope. we can go on. We're good. All right. Wednesday, 1904, 80% Doug, 20% Randy. Um, I love the radio consultant talk. I yeah. really, really <laughs> love it. Those ra The radio consulting is the biggest full of shit uh, profession in the world. These guys are the worst. You can't have a conversation with them. It's all buzzwords. It's all bullshit. <laughs> um, and so I love hearing these guys talk about it. And I know that's one thing that, that they will never miss about, uh, working at Cairo is every three months, another one of these guys comes in. And the reason they come in and the reason there's so much radio consulting going on is because it's dying and everyone's fighting for, uh, the, fewer and fewer listeners that are mm -hmm. still there. And so they're, they're just chopping it down to a science just to desperately hold on to the hundred or 200 people that are hardcore listeners. And it makes, 
the consulting is actually making the radio even more unlistenable. Yeah, the part that amazes me the most about all of that is that people in radio are generally, especially, you know, Cairo style talk radio, which I've had on in the rental car the last couple. I had to, I had to change the station. Yeah. Though I did get, I did catch a good 20 minutes of Cisco Morris yesterday, which was amazing. But don't you think now listening to it a full day that it was weird that TVTL lasted as long on that station? Yeah, I can't even, I, I don't know how it ever got greenlit in the first place, except that they were just throwing anything at the wall in that time slot, right. clearly. Well, and also that it lasted that long and that they could handle having those people as their coworkers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, no, but my thing is, uh, not only are these consultants selling bullshit, uh, sorry, Ellie, because she's <laughs> the one who's actually in the building. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, they're selling bullshit to professional bullshitters. I mean, that's a next level meta thing. Yeah. These radio hosts yeah. know that they're going on the air for three hours at a time and taking 10 minutes of a nothing burger from CNN and just spinning it around every which way with letting callers come in and, mm-hmm. and pollute the pool and then stretching out what they say. There's, you know, you're talking about a masterful art, the people who are good at it. And then you're coming in and telling them how they can bullshit even more. <laughs> Yeah, I it, oh, that radio consultant made me so mad. Uh, what does make me happy about about radio? They also talked about that conspiracy radio. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah. Call into the call in and get some get some conspiracies and some some anti Zionism and that stuff is amazing. Um, I Luke, I think Luke was starting to feel a little bad about it because I think he thought he was like directing people to to hate speech, but I don't, you know, he can rest easy. I don't think any of us are going to be swayed mm-hmm. by uh, Dr. David Duke. Yeah. I've always been over so upset about the editorial censoring on coast to coast. And so I feel like yeah. this is my chance <laughs> to get it unfiltered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coast to coast. Um, with uh, George Nuri, um, there's a fan page that we all jumped on about, Oh gosh, what was it about a year ago at this yeah, point? Something like that. And just trolled the hell out of it and had a great time. And I, most of us got tossed. Bobby, you're still in, right? You I'm have still a bunch in. of fake identities, though. Right. I'm in deep. And um, <laughs> the problem is that in, because of us, they added like half a dozen admins who are just complete assholes. Uh, <laughs> so, I hate admins. They're the it, worst. It's just, yeah. <laughs> so we just, we couldn't have fun in there anymore. We just had to give up and move on to the next disaster. All right. So, uh, we found out on Wednesday also that they believe that chemicals work, which, which, yes, it's true. It's a horrible truth. But, uh, yeah, uh, the joke that Luke told about the Tom, <laughs> Tom from Tom's of Maine coming in and pitching his <laughs> natural <laughs> products and then leaves the room and everyone goes, Oh God, that guy whew, stinks like a mother. That reminds that was me of. M- of uh, the time when Jen said that she only uses organic stuff, and then they had a real big mess they needed to clean up, and and, and then All Andrew right. told her just leave the house. Yeah, I'm going to be using some stuff, and you're not going to like yeah. it. Yeah, Jason, just leave. Jason. Right. Jason. What did right. I say? You said Andrew. Oh, whoa. Which would be huh. interesting. Super yeah. awkward. <laughs> yeah, Jason, just leave. Jason, just and leave. then he just chemical nukes the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe if no we hard put feelings, it, but we're going to really clean this up. Yeah, I'm going to put some uh, chemical restaurant quality degreaser into one of those seventh generation bottles. Does that mean it's organic? It's slowly <laughs> yeah. eating through the biodegradable <laughs> bottle. 
It's just made out of those forks that you get at Whole Foods. <laughs> you can't eat anything hot with those forks at Whole Foods. I've I've fell into that trap a couple times. Oh, yeah, they're made out of potato. Yeah. <laughs> just like a Wendy's Frosty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Frosty is so good. Yeah, it does because it's getting goddamn it's getting hot, fucking here. hot in here. <laughs> My thought through all of this was... Um, so I, I worked, I've worked a lot of like little coffee shop and restaurant jobs and something I've always wanted in my dream kitchen is one of those industrial dishwashers where you just slide <sighs> the rack over and drop yes. it down and 60 seconds later, everything is clean and hot and yeah. dry oh, yeah. and then you just push it yeah. out and do it again. Yeah. Give me the chemicals. Give me an industrial kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Well, that's, you know, when people remodel their kitchens, they're always so careful to get all these, you know, the great stove and the fridge and the... And the broiler and all this stuff, but nobody ever thinks to put in an industrial dishwasher. But to me, that would be the best. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, three minutes and all your dishes are done. Yep. We have a dishwasher. A bunch of our dishes don't fit in it. We load it and then we never unload mm-hmm. it. So the dirty dishes pile. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is just because we're lambs, but like. <laughs> She's going to leave you, Bobby. She's going to leave yep. you. I. Don't know why. Unload she that dishwasher. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's I, why he's not bringing her to Seattle. We keep asking. He's like, "Oh yeah, she's no interest. No interest in coming to Seattle." <laughs> I think she's just happy when I'm in my office with my toys and my internet friends, and uh, just just taking that time to question her life choices. Yeah, if she decides to quote unquote drive across country, then we start to start to, when she can't get home from a conference yeah. <laughs> and needs to <laughs> walk home <laughs> from Florida or something. <laughs> yeah, I I lost my uh my paper plane ticket, so I think I'm gonna have to drive home. It's gonna <laughs> I take live about here now, minutes. so that's awkward. Um, <laughs> don't ever let her go to a conference in Austin, is what I hear. Oh, just so glad. I'm no danger. I'm no danger. <laughs> that Samantha will never hear this. <laughs> so she's super supportive of your art too, just like all my friends and family. <laughs> Can we call this art? That's a deeper question. We don't have time for that. We got to keep going, guys. <laughs> we got a lot of shows right. to recoup. It's getting hot. We found out. We found out um, on Wednesday again that uh, Luke has discovered that Jimi Hendrix is cool. So that's um, that's that was a revelation. You know, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix does not have to, did not have to play the guitar to be cool. He didn't have to sing to be cool. Jimi Hendrix would have been cool if he were like mowing your lawn or if he were your your cocaine dealer. The guy was mm-hmm. just fucking cool and he could pull anything off. So yeah, Luke, congratulations on discovering how cool Jimi Hendrix was. He's probably like the coolest person that ever Hawaii. lived as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Right. <laughs> this place is awesome. We discovered Hawaii. So we discovered Jimi yeah. Hendrix. Have you heard of him? I call it good. a blinding glimpse of the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, uh, my favorite, my favorite moment of the week was actually when Andrew got worked up because, uh, uh, someone named Dave emailed and called him, uh, called him whiny, a whiny liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think the reason Andrew got upset is because Andrew, he is in his heart a liberal and it's not an act. I mean, we all, we all get, uh, you know, we can get, um, we can get a little, tired of 
what we perceive to be the act, but that's him. He feels these things. He's very, very liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite literally and, that he is what a feminist looks like. Yeah. He he wasn't he wasn't upset about being called a liberal I'm, at all. He was upset about it being called an act. I yeah. I think it the act and the whiny part because the whiny part is kind of a pejorative that any conservative person puts mm-hmm. on as soon as they start. If you say, "Oh well," you know, if you start to say anything, they're like, "Oh, they dismiss everything because you're a whiny liberal." Oh well, you're just whiny. You just mm-hmm. you know. I hate it too, but yeah, the act part really, really definitely got to him. I think also working in conservative radio for so long, he probably was told that often. Yeah. And yeah. shut down and hushed in meetings and just in regular coworker interactions. So it's probably a, te- a you know, tough spot for him. So, so yeah, like they would get, um, they would get emails from golf man that won't make them mad. They actually just make them smile. But, you know, mm-hmm. Dave seemed like a pretty nice guy. And so when he says something like that, it, you know, it, it's, it got to him and it's fun to see actually him get a little worked up. Like yeah. That. And, and, um, defend himself. He could have easily yeah. just not mentioned it and just said, Oh, you're right. Maybe I should look into the interaction. No, he stood up for himself. Yeah. I liked it. Yep. I hate when um, conservatives. Put on the act of hating poor people and minorities. So <laughs> I kind of understand the flip side. Yeah. yeah, it's a grind. You know, I have to get up every day and just look myself in the mirror and say, how can I hate? Uh, how can I convince people that I hate minorities and poor people today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's all an act. Um, anything? Do you guys have anything else for Wednesday? No. Oh, one thing that drove me insane is Andrew's use of outdoors saying out of doors oh yeah he would say oh yeah you know like is this a thing that people say is this a i'm asking you yeah is no, this a I, new I, hampshire thing i don't know i feel like out of doors is like a critical stocking emergency at home depot <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes Show's someone done. should have been Show's on this done. a long time ago how could we possibly run out of doors <laughs> People rely all the on doors? us to have doors. All the doors. Every <laughs> single one of them. You got your sliding doors. Get your front door. I'm going to name some nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was driving me crazy. And, and when I'd say doors. French doors, that's what would send her into a frenzy. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, then I guess we're on to Thursday, uh, 1905, slow, steady crawl to a pastrami grave. Uh, butt buddies, uh, comes up again. The old, uh, phrase that, uh, I think uh, Joe Biden. An used. evergreen favorite. Yes. <laughs> now, um, let me ask you guys about this. I don't know if, if we were already doing the show when this came up the first time, but Pape is new. So, uh, Pape, you were aware of that phrase growing up, correct? Yeah. It's not one we used, at least not without giggling. I mean, I think that, that phrase has been a punchline about as long as it's been around. There's just no way in any generation, in any context of slang where you don't hear butt buddies and laugh. But I yeah. could definitely see a time and a place when it was also, you know, relatively sincere. But yes, I was aware of it. Um, I would never use it because, you know, you're clearly painting yourself into a corner with that one. <laughs> hey, you guys remember, like, Christy, last week we were talking about words that you, were lost. They're lost to being dirty now. Mm-hmm. You can't use them in polite conversation right, anymore. Right, right. 
And facial was one of them. Yep. What was the other one? Do you motorboat remember? was the one Mot- I threw out. Motorboat. Mot- motorboat. Yes. Oh, uh, motorboat. uh, scatting. Yes. Scatting. Right. I saw another one last night. Um, steamers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Steamers. Good one. That's gone. Yeah. Can't use it. Stop it. Don't, don't say steamers anymore. It- in another year or two, we're going to be able to have Aiden on to just give us a weekly update on this list. I think he's almost <laughs> hitting that point where that's going to be the core of his comic material. Yes. Sure. Sure. Uh, poor kid. Um, <laughs> Jeopardy raps. That's, they could play that every day. They could play the Jeopardy <laughs> rap segment every day. That should be a normal, that should just be an everyday Jeopardy category because that was yes. so great. I would start watching Jeopardy if that was a category. It was so great. It was almost like a skit. I think my favorite, my favorite part is, uh, if I was on Jeopardy and I got that category, I would be so elated because as a white kid who grew up in the suburbs, I may not know rap particularly well, but those questions were so easy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like they were clearly written just to make Alex Trebek read them. (laughs) And they knew that the kind of people who get on Jeopardy probably wouldn't know the answers. So they had to make them really easy. (laughs) Yeah. And I imagine there were three or four of them that were just super dirty. uh, The first draft of that (laughs) that category. Something about uh, bitches and hoes, you know, that just to make him say it in rehearsal and then go, oh, no, this this has got to come out. <laughs> I don't know who thought this would fly. OK, so I'm there's one thing this week I'm actually upset about. And, you know, it's for the last couple of weeks has been the Tonight Shorts and it's been Andrew related uh, today, even though this is Luke's funniest week in a long time. I'm upset about the end of the end of the juice fast. Um, I. I'm against all the stuff, all the fad diets and all that to begin with. But this one, the way he ended it and then the way he complained about it bothered me a lot. Mm. So he ends his juice fast early and he's going to treat himself. He decides that he, you know, it's, he's earned it. He's skipping some of the juices. He can have some food. So he eats a, a salad, which sucks. And then he eats a protein bar, which sucks. Dude, you're breaking a diet. Have something Go delicious. Out. Yeah, all you out. dummy. Well, and he didn't eat a protein bar. This is what made me mad. As a as what, what a Starbucks it? connoisseur, he ate a protein pack from Starbucks. He was right. It's almost seven dollars, which is right. It's a tiny little plastic Jesus. bento box of bullshit. Right, it is. But that's not a cookie. It's a Possible nine show grain title, biscuit. Bento box of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write that down. Um, it's a nine grain roll with peanut butter that you put on it. So there's two things of protein in it. I also think it shouldn't be called a protein pack just because it has an egg. But yes, so he basically paid $6 for an egg. That's on him. That's on him. <laughs> he could have gotten the cheese box, but he got that. Ah, oh, the cheese box. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I've, I think in moments of desperation traveling, uh, I've definitely made a meal out of a Starbucks grab and go situation, but you've got to sort of choose your own adventure there. You've got to grab something with some fruit in it or some cheese in it. And then you've got to grab a pack of the, the not salted enough nuts off the counter and you got to do it yourself. You could have made better choices. Right. He put his faith in the hands of, 
Did we get a rating a on how attractive the Starbucks employees were? At the- he he got he picked it by the label and not what he could actually see in the box. That's on him. Well, did he say it was the drive-through? I forget if he was specific about that. I don't remember. Guys, there's one more aspect that I'm angry about in this story. Okay. Luke and I, and you, you as well, Christy, big Seattle Supersonics fans. Oh, Mike, 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 you're not supposed to get into this. This gets into my feelings. And uh, (laughs) Luke is going to Starbucks a little too much for my liking because I know how he feels about what happened with with Howard Schultz and the Sonics. And I feel exactly the same way. And I don't go to Starbucks because of it. So um, especially if you're traveling the country and you say you're going to go into little shops and 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 mom and pop places when you're going to Starbucks on the, on this Charles Carl road trip, I, it feels personal to me. It feels like a slap in the face to me and my Sonic fandom. And I don't know if, if I, I don't know. I'm too upset to speak. You guys go on. Well, I just want to make the point that, uh, I don't go to Starbucks, not because of the supersonics. I'm sorry for all of your loss, but I just don't give a crap about basketball. <laughs> um, I don't go to Starbucks because I don't like my coffee to taste like burnt crap. Yes, and that's another that's good why reason. I had a delicious Americano with my donut this morning from Top Pot Hand Forged Donuts, a Seattle classic, a new sponsor of Little Red Bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Put in Welcome your Top promo Pot. code Little Red Bandwagon when buying your donuts online, or just shout it at the top of your lungs when you go in. Yep. They might give you a discount. <laughs> I think if we give them the first one free, they might ship me some donuts. So just don't step on it, Mike. <laughs> Uh, I would say just go into Top Pot, say you're from the Little Red Bandwagon, you're a Wagoneer, have them get a donut out for you, lick it, and then have them put it back in the case. <laughs> um, guys, uh, Weight Watchers. Oh. Um, this, this turned into a thing. This like, turned on the into Stens a page thing. And, um, do you have any experience with that, Christy? Do you know anybody that did it? I, I do. Why have are a you story, singling me out, Mike? You. Why are you singling me out, Mike? That feels uh, offensive. Because, uh, <laughs> because women are into the Weight Watchers. Okay. I, I don't know if I've ever done it. Obviously, I didn't do it very well or know what I was doing because I don't remember if I did it. But I've had tons of friends that have. And so I know all the ways to cheat it. So there, it's <laughs> this point system Why where you have Why would you want to t- cheat it? Well, exactly. So there's a ton of things that they call free foods, which is bullshit anyways, right? I'm not... I think that mm-hmm. people lose weight on it. It's a great idea. It's a great tracking tool. I'm not saying that it's terrible. Like some people decided to put on the, on the sense page. I just know that there's a way to eat 2000 calories of free things a day on Weight Watchers and still have points left over. <laughs> hmm. Such as Cool Whip. Yeah, cool Whip I... is a free food on, <laughs> on Weight Watchers. You can eat three things of <laughs> cool, cool Whip, Whip. and be- <laughs> And be what? free. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is this, do do a glitch in the software that calculates the points or is, <laughs> or is this actual? It's actual. It, there's just, there's certain foods that you can eat because there's uh, low calories or high fiber. Mm-hmm. But I still think that it's a great tool. Yeah. Uh, thanks for asking me too, Mike. Um, <laughs> I don't personally have... Uh, I've never tried it, although it actually, I, I can understand the logic in it, but, mm-hmm. um, my mother-in-law, uh, who I don't think will mind I share this, I mean, lost over the course of the last year or so, like, like 50 pounds 
doing Weight Watchers. And because for her, it was just structure. I know Luke went on yeah. about like the frozen gross food and she doesn't do any yeah. of that. Yeah, she just does no the... No one actually eats that food anymore. I don't... Yeah. It was no. like he was mixing up Nutrisystem and... Right. right. And she doesn't do um, the fully prescribed menus, but she does do some of the recipes. Yeah. But she purely uses it as an alternative to calorie counting. Basically, like, it's a structured system. So for her, it's really easy to be like, yeah. oh, she just uses the points as a tool to keep herself on track. Whereas things that I would eat, you punch them into the points calculator and they just come back and say, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Like, what are you talking are you? about? <laughs> You're fucking with me, right? Well, also what's cool about Weight Watchers is that um, a lot of menus, chain restaurants have the point systems either listed on the menu or you yeah. can look them up online and you right. just say, oh, I'm about to eat this chicken salad and it will say you have this many points. It's it's pretty nice. Yeah. What works well, for one might not work for you, but my biggest advice, whether or not you want to do it, is to, to it. not shit all over it on the Stens page in a giant group of people who are going to hate you for it. Yes. Yes. Well, they already hate you, and now they just have a new reason to hate you. Um, well, I used to work uh, with a woman uh, named Janelle, a really good friend of mine. We worked at that same office I was talking about earlier. And one day, she was she was doing Weight Watchers, and it worked pretty good for her. And she was doing the points, not the meals, of course. Mm-hmm. And one day, I was going to be driving up uh, to the U District, and and she wanted to tag along, and we were going to go to Dick's Drive-In. And she wanted to know, like, like Christy, you mentioned that you can just look most chain restaurants, you, they have their points mm-hmm. listed for the food. So she went online to um, see how many calories were in the food at Dick's. So she type dicks into uh, the search engine at work and Mm -hmm. things started happening really fast. And Mm -hmm. the IT guy, (laughs) a bunch of dicks started appearing on her screen. She didn't didn't put in dicks drive-in. She put in dicks because she's an innocent. Yeah, right. That's what she's telling you. But tell me, why did she do it on image search? Right. I have a friend that really did, did a similar thing at our school computer in our school computer lab because she wanted an in and out T-shirt, but oh, she God. was a you know Christian girl, very innocent, uh, and she just put it in and out, and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, yeah, and I was so glad that it was on her computer. She was sitting at her desk and not mine because <laughs> I really needed that job. <laughs> Did she get fired? No. Oh, no. good. The IT guy looked at dicks all day. Come on. Yeah, and um, then she didn't need an iron because she already had an iron, so she wanted one of those stand-up things where you just <laughs> take the wrinkles out quick. The steamer? Oh, right, yeah, the steamers. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. <laughs> I was reaching, I know. All right, Thursday, the last thing I had is that, that uh, Andrew hates kids. Yep. Um, oh, that seemed to be the gist of the conversation. <laughs> uh, anything else for Thursday, you guys? I I think that covered it for me. Um, yeah. My notes were thin on Thursday. It was a good show, but I was traveling. So at that point, I was on the plane and uh, just a little exhausted. And someone in front of you reclined and your laptop closed on your belly. <laughs> <laughs> the triangle of doom. 
<laughs> what? Why don't you ex- share your experience of giving chocolates on the plate? Because it's oh, a TBTL yes. thing. I hadn't even thought about that, but yes. So this is an old time TBTL thing. Um, for those of you who uh, have have weren't been around for it or whatever, the the gist of this is um, uh, to show some kindness to your flight crew by bringing some chocolates or some other similar style gift uh, and gifting it to the the flight crew before you leave or shortly after takeoff and then to sit back and reap the benefits of free stuff for the whole flight. Uh, The way I've always thought about this from the beginning is you really have to give them something because they work very hard and are treated like crap and Mm -hmm. deserve it. It's like leaving a good tip at a restaurant. And then you need to release desire. It, right. You can't think of it as quid pro quo, like, hey, I'm going to give you these chocolates and then you're going to give me anything I want because you're going to buy the chocolates and bring them. You might as well just buy a drink on the plane. But like, there's a lot of goodwill to be done there. And so I always just feel good about it. And I don't, I don't try to be all sly about it. I know when this was talked about on the show, there was a lot of conversation about like, oh, well, like, how do you do it? How do you make it so it's not awkward? So I'll tell everyone, here's what I do. I've done it the last two times I've flown out to Seattle and it's been successful both times. Um, Once you get going and everyone's seated and you're up to cruising altitude and, and they haven't come around with the drink service yet, but they're just sort of getting ready. I just went back to the back galley of the plane and I brought a bag of lint truffles Always something sealed is good, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like, hey, have some of these brownies I made at home. I'm not a terrorist. Right. So you give them the bag, and I said, hey, guys, um, you know, I know some people who f- who fly for this airline. It's the same airline that Will, the pilot, works for. And I know you guys work a hard grind, and I just wanted to give these to you and say, hey, thanks so much. I always try to take care of the flight crew when I'm on because I, I know you guys, you know, you work really hard. And they were just beside themselves gracious. They took them very friendly. And then I went to my seat. I didn't ask him for anything. I didn't be like, here, here are some chocolates. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just gave it to him. I went back to my seat. I, I also used the restroom. You know, you get up there with purpose. Um, actually, I shouldn't say that. This time I went back there, I did ask a favor. I asked them if they would hang up my uh, suit jacket. Uh, in their little closet and they did very kindly for me which they would do anyway if they had the room i don't think that was related to the bribe Uh, but sure enough when they came through later i had a cup of coffee and i asked if i could get some baileys and they sort of laughed and dropped a couple of bottles of baileys in my lap uh no charge and then a little bit later they were coming through with the snacks and i inquired about a cheese plate and i didn't ask for one for free i had my wallet out and the flight attendant just looked at me and she said, oh, see, I look here. I see you're on our list. So you're all set. And she just handed me a cheese <laughs> I've had plate. the list talk nice. before too. Like, oh, thanks for pre-ordering the Digi player. Right. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, you know, it's oh. just people being nice and helping one another. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like going to the rental car stand. Nobody cares what the final charge is on that stuff. Yeah. that You're a genius, Bobby. You're a nice person and it's paying off for you. Yeah. I usually uh, do it from my seat because I have extreme social anxiety. Um, So I just, I always say, thanks for everything you do. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. And since I don't drink, they usually try to say, are you sure you don't want anything? Are you sure? Like they're, you know, they're trying not to say, we're about to give you some free shit um, next to the people I'm sitting next to. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Right. I mean, the worst case scenario is... um, 
I get charged for my whatever, seven or eight dollar drink or cheese plate or whatever, something that I probably would be happy to pay for and enjoy yeah. anyway. And uh, I did something for a group of people that are clearly lacking joy if they can't appreciate something that's been done for them and they need it the most. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, there's no about, harm. Think about your job. How would you like it if just every, you know, once a month someone just dropped a thing of chocolate on your on your desk? That would be awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I would yeah. I would uh I'd take care of them whenever I could, for right. sure. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh Friday 1906, welcome to Putter Country. Andrew does the show in shorts. I think for the first time and he's looking for his iTunes login um, <laughs> because he's trying to buy Donovan's English summer, which, wow. I thought it was like a kid's song or something. That it, is, that was such it bullshit. It was the second bullshit song we've heard this week. First was cheerleader. Like, <laughs> like Luke said, I thought this was a joke. I thought, oh. I thought you were messing with me. As a bar trivia host, I played cheerleader. Every night I work right now, people just can't get enough of it. <sighs> uh, the the only blessing is that because I play it that often, I've gone out and found like better remixes of it. Oh, okay, it's impressive what some indie artists can do to take a bad song and make it at least more <laughs> make interesting. It yeah, make it listenable. <sighs> um, what else? Like Stalker outed... song, right? Oh, go I mean, ahead. yeah, Donovan read... English Summer song. When he read the comments and it said, "What was that?" <laughs> What was that? I think it was. I, the, as it was playing, I'm like, I agree with a commenter for the one of the first yeah. times ever. I wanted to go and find that and like that comment because it's, it spoke truth. Yeah, it was the first YouTube video comment that wasn't <laughs> racist or homophobic ever. <sighs> um, so the entire world just sort of thought it was going to be a cat roll, right? Because that was I all didn't. over the Stens page. It would have been genius. I did not. I, it wasn't even on my radar. I, was, I think it was better than a cat roll. It was worse than a, the mm-hmm. sound of the yeah. cat roll. I I oh, wish no I doubt. had thought of it. I wish I had realized that was happening. I've always thought that one of the ways to get Andrew would be to mail him a cassette or, well, I guess the cassette's been done, but to mail him an album or something and just label it like Donovan bootleg recording. <laughs> underground performance and then a date you know because that's something you know he'd play um and uh it looks like donovan beat me to it by pranking him with their own <laughs> shittiness well, just, well what wouldn't it be great if andrew reverses it and uses this donovan every time he's gonna play something for luke <laughs> he just slowly starts if it, doing were in it. Her, if it were in his nature i think it would be the greatest Thing he could ever do just start getting luke with that terrible terrible song yeah and it, the first couple times he could say oh man i must have mislabeled that in itunes and luke wouldn't <laughs> even put it together that it was happening for a while <laughs> yeah i'd be pretty happy that i couldn't find my itunes login if it saved me from buying donovan english summer <laughs> oh, I'm willing to go through several divorces and missed passwords to avoid ever hearing that song again <laughs> So, yeah, I think in our notes, not I think, it's right in front of me. I wrote Vives proof password, but really that's that's an Andrew proof password. He's saving him from himself. From terrible decisions. Yeah. Yeah, it's great <laughs> great security. So, um last week Gawker outed a, a CEO, a dude, mm-hmm. pretty important business dude as gay 
And they did it, they did it by, you know, through some information they got from a prostitute. And I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this. You know how reliable they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know what I'm thinking about right now and I'm not going to say it. Um, but is it, my biggest problem is I don't think anyone being gay is news anymore. It shouldn't even be news. And, um, you know, this is awful the way that came out too. I don't know. I, that 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 story made me feel pretty bad for the person and not the prostitute actually but mm-hmm. the person who got outed and i don't know a lot of mixed feelings on that one what did you guys think of that story well i have personal feelings about it since um my dad's gay and wasn't for or like wasn't out for many years so i i felt sad about that and what the family's going through cuz i actually really know what they're going through um yeah I think it's different in, in outing people. I know that there's a, there's sort of a, a thing that people, gay people in the media feel that they have the a requirement to do it because j- j- there's certain reasons why, where, um, middle America that don't know gay people tend to not understand it and be homophobic or scared of it so if we know our friend anderson cooper or rosie o'donnell or ellen degeneres are gay they say oh well i like them maybe i don't hate gay people and and that actually does actually happen and it's really weird and i never would have thought but i have actually seen people turn around their mind because this person they think they're friends with anderson cooper is gay now they're accepting of it um i think that this is a very different situation I also think it's also different when a person in politics, these right-wing people that are very anti-gay and actively making anti-gay legislation, and then they have a secret, they're doing the wide stance in the bathroom in Minnesota. Right. Those people need to be outed. That, that's a different situation because you're actively working to put people, you know, put gay people into disadvantages. The, mm-hmm. I feel like those people need to be outed. I don't know so much about celebrities. Just leave them alone. But this guy was not, he wasn't hurting anyone right. with what he was doing. I mean, sex to his wife. I mean, we're not, we won't get into what. The, the, uh, yeah. Fans. That's a very personal thing though. That's so personal. He's not yes. running for office. He's not yeah. a and maybe celebrity. He ha- He's not asking for the and maybe attention. Maybe they have a setup. Maybe they have a setup where his wife gets to live in a CEO's wife's lap of luxury and doing doesn't have to work and raises the kids how she wants and they get to go to private schools and vacation wherever they want to and on the side he hooks up with dudes i'm looking out the window of the uh the front room here of christy's home in everett and fans of nerd out loud will appreciate that the shrubs just pushed away and the silos just came up and her drone strike is ready to go Going to get that gawker? Going to get him? That's right. Um, I don't get a lot of times where my formal education comes in. Uh, Mike, you and I have never talked about this too much, but between your broadcasting education and I I have a certificate in journalism with my English degree, this was like some heavy-duty journalism ethics talk the last few (laughs) days online and and with this. and. I also saw the stories, the Gawker backlash to the article being pulled off Gawker. 
like the editorial board, a lot of the members of the editorial board are pissed because it was sort of pulled from over their head. And they're talking about the wall being between publishing and advertising and the editorial side being broken down because, you know, basically the, the purse strings came in and said, you can't run this kind of shit. What is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really touchy subject in journalism because when you're a reporter and editor, you, your immediate instinct is to tell anyone who's running the money to get the hell out of the newsroom and that they can't say anything like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, what it came down to with Gawker is this is a reminder for everyone that the people running Gawker have so little um, sense of taste and what's appropriate with the power of their media. And that's why you wouldn't see a newspaper uh, editorial board doing something like this short of maybe like the New York Post. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a reminder yeah. that, that Gawker is, you know, you've got to take your 21st century media with a grain of salt or more. And, you know, Gawker's being run by people who, who just want clicks and headlines and to break anything they can get their hands on. It doesn't matter if it's actually news or not. Well, the good thing, Gawker and those like it, Bring some good things like um, um, what's the what's the one on TV where they have all the people sitting around and they follow they just meet people at the airport and TMZ TMZ yeah. like Gawker TMZ thing, things like that. Um, we do get some good out of it. They they do break stories that other institutions yeah. can't or won't well break. With the, with but, the case of but TMZ, then you get it's... bad stuff like this, and and you know it's it's just. They have to exist. They have to be out there and they have to do their thing. But it's it sucks when when somebody more or less innocent gets hurt. Right. Well, this was this ties right into the tabloid talk and how sometimes more than sometimes tabloids are on the front lines of of an actual mm-hmm. issue. Of course, this is like a blind Definitely. squirrel will find a nut once in a while. Mm-hmm. You run enough bullshit. You're likely to accidentally fall on a true story. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the way TMZ works is there's just paparazzi everywhere. And if somebody catches something good, they sell it to TMZ. So it's not like right. TMZ's got thousands of investigative journalists out there on the front lines. They've got idiots in those film vests. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's probably not still. Film. Well, that's what it says on their business cards. Mm-hmm. Right. Just out there being creepsters in the shrubs and things. And then if somebody jumps out and lands a good thing, they just cash it in. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, they're on the front lines. If something happens, they're going to be the ones you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, uh, it's hot in there and, and I got to get yeah. going in about 10 minutes. Mm. So, um, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about on Friday? Uh, we talked a little bit about Phyllis and, and her dolls and how, how magical that yeah. story is, but, but, uh, anything else guys? Just that we want her to, just that we want her to be full time. That's what I have to say. I mean, not we. I'll say okay. I want her to. I'm not going to speak for you guys. Yeah. Um, we'll save it for a snack casting extra, but too many menu items that Luke's absolutely right. I'd rather go somewhere that has five great things mm-hmm. instead of 500 terrible spaghetti cheesecake factory yes. bullshit things. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think that's why food truck culture has taken hold because most of the food trucks are just doing yep. one or two or three things right. really, really well. Right. Yeah. And, and that's appealing. It's really appealing because you, you have confidence when you go to a diner you, you, for the first time, you're never completely confident. Um, uh, oh, well, let me get this one of your 10,000 things and hope it's well executed. Right. All right. Um, housekeeping. Christy, what do you got for us? August 19th, 
TBTL picnic at Chateau Saint Michel in Woodenville, Washington. In Woodenville, Washington. I'll be walking down the street. <laughs> Please pick me up. <laughs> what What is that street that that comes Woodenville uh, Redmond along Road there? that turns into Wooden- Highway Five Twenty Two? I believe. Okay. Yeah, look for Christy out on Highway 522. Well, honestly, I'm, another reason why I'm walking instead of driving is because that road is a shit show at about 5 o'clock every day. So it would actually be faster for me to walk than drive. So look oh, for me. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Someday we're going to get Christy a little Razor scooter. She'll be fine. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, I have. I also have something about the Stens page. Um, we joke about. Are you going to take us to Negativeburg? I no. Christy? I'm going to take us to Safe okay. Town. Let's go to Safe Town. Okay. Um, my, cool. we talk extensively about Mike liking the middle-aged ladies. Middle-aged. I don't know. That's a. I don't like that term. The ladies. We'll say. No. What I like to say, my catchphrase is nearly age-appropriate ladies. Nearly. Okay. I like it. So you have tons of fans. I'm hearing the opposite for women on the Stens page that there are a few men out there that are creeping on them. And I just have advice that if you feel creeped out or stalked or uncomfortable in any way about how someone is contacting you, feel free to block them and also to report it to one of the admins, me, Mike, or John Takamoto. And we will have a sit down about whether we should block that person. I don't know how to do it myself, but someone will figure out how to block if, if, if we feel like it's necessary. Yeah. I think I'm creepy enough for the entire stance. Right. We don't need you any other creeper. creeps in there. You called it. You got dibs. Um, <laughs> next is the pod survey there. They asked us to do a pod survey, which is what is it? Podsurvey.com slash TVTL. I wanted to talk about it because I, a lot of people have been commenting on our page that they, that they made sure to add us and what other do you listen to in the extensive list. I noticed a lot of the popular ones were missing. So I think that they're trying to gear towards matching up with that specific list. And a, a lot of people have said that they, they mentioned Little Red Bandwagon, which has led some listeners to think that we actually put that survey out. So I just want you to know any of your feedback <laughs> about that survey is lost on us because we have no control over it. Right. Yeah. And we're not, we have no uh, however, money. We don't have any money for a market research group. So do us a, a favor. I have a survey monkey login. We can do one. <laughs> we Question two. How drunk are yeah. you? A, a lot, lot to vary. <laughs> so that's about that. No, you have to have a, you have to have a not drunk at all box for Lauren to check. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. I just sound drunk. So, I'm not drunk. I just play one on TV. <laughs> so for anyone right, who hasn't right. figured this out, the way those surveys work is uh, radio producers and, and advertising teams and such use those surveys to figure out how they can pitch people to sponsor the show. They take that data to you know, the Chateau Saint-Michel's of the world and they say, hey, look, we've got a bunch of high-functioning college-educated alcoholics. Mm-hmm. And they're a perfect target audience for you. And here are some of the other things that they like and they're proven consumers based on, you know, the recommendations of their favorite podcasters. And so you should buy ads with them. And they use all that data, you know, in a smart way. And and hopefully it helps our favorite show. And so everyone should go take the stupid survey. It's not even stupid. It wasn't that long at, uh, 
uh, what was that URL again? Podsurvey.com slash TBTL. It's good for the boys. It's good for the show. It's good for us. So everybody go do it. And hopefully we can um, get more people to give money to the show so they can keep doing what they're doing. Yep. Yep. Um, but I'm going to let uh, Bobby tell everyone how to get involved. Uh, people have heard enough of me already. I'm flattered. I'm glad to be doing it. And because we're running out of time, I'm going to do it very quickly. So I'm going to skip all the jokes. Find us, littleredbandwagon.com, on Facebook at Little Red Bandwagon. Twitter's, the show is LRB Podcast. Personal, I'm at RL Pape. Mike's at Drew McFrizz. Christy is at Kissy Eyes, K I S S I E Y E S. Producer Jeremy is at Dadstronaut. Email us littleredbandwagon at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail or a text message. 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. This is the time when Christy tells us what's coming on the next Nerd Out Loud. We are going to do, it's our 100th episode. So we're just going to put out a call to people to write in their favorite and least favorite episodes so we can do a clip show. So have those ready. And that send sounds them awesome. I, I have a lot of feedback on on some of your theme song choices, <laughs> okay. and uh, you'll 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 be hearing uh, you'll be hearing from me, okay. or my attorneys. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Interestingly, I've never been a friend of the show of Nerd Out Loud, so I don't know that I have, have a favorite to, episode yet. Have to rectify that. So, Pape, what you're saying is you only like shows where you actually appear. Yeah, he's a douche. <laughs> yeah, douche. <laughs> <laughs> Narcissist. Oh, we finally have a narcissist. God, on the I show. love golf, man. I'm so. <laughs> we might have to think about our our third choice. We can only have one narcissist on the show, and we have that with Mike. So. No, no. Again, Christy, I'm a sociopath. Oh, you get right. me confused with okay, the narcissist, so narcissist all the time. Okay, so narcissist, sociopath, and what am I? Um, the nice lady. The nice lady. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I figured <laughs> you were the brains and looks of the operation. Okay, I like it. Um, I I like to call you my little dark heart. <laughs> Yeah. I just keep it quiet. Christy, you're our moral compass. Yes. <laughs> we're, uh, all, we're all scared <laughs> if that's true. Um, before my sign out, I just want everyone to know that a Dix Deluxe has 14 Weight Watchers points, which I don't know how many mm. points you're allotted a day, but that sounds like a lot. I'm curious that's how many lot. points Andy yeah, Haynes shirtless has. Oh. Oh, come on. I'd, I'd eat that. <laughs> <sighs> yep, time Would to you go. Eat a bag of it. <laughs> time to go. Christy's. Hot and getting hotter, if you know what I mean. Double on top. Right. <laughs> All right. Until next time, this is the next party. I love you, Jen. Hi, Christy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's even creepier because he's here. <laughs> time to turn the mics off. Yeah, it's about to get hotter in here, Mike. I'm going to leave you two alone. <laughs> okay. I'll see Nailed you guys it. later. Okay, bye. Bye. I love the point right. when Jeremy's going to be editing the audio and hears me hitting on his girlfriend. <laughs> While he's upstairs. Nailed it.